Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey everybody, Paul Gray here. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All. So glad that you joined me. I have some really, really, really good news for you today. I think you're going to be excited about this. There's a possibility it might also ruffle a few feathers. I uh, saw a post on Facebook recently where somebody said, we know the most important thing in our relationship with God is right doctrine. And I'm thinking, really? Now, there might have been a time when I would have said that. When I was uh, leaving the business world and the music world to become a pastor, and I was <clears throat> taking classes to become ordained and all of that kind of stuff, the, the denomination I was in, I had to take courses in their doctrine and policy and polity and statement of faith and all these kinds of stuff. And that was extremely important then. I've moved away from that, however, not just that denomination, but that whole concept. Now, what the person was quoting from there, or was writing, comes from Titus 2, verse 1, where Paul says, speak things which are fitting for sound doctrine. Well, the word there in Greek means teaching or instruction or that which is taught. Doctrine is a concept that came about many centuries later than just teaching or instruction. It's primarily a term that the church and politics have both incorporated. Now, where does doctrine come from? I suppose I should ask you first, what is doctrine? Doctrine are things that people come up with that say, this is what Scripture means. This is how you get right with God. This is what you have to do to get right with God because none of us are right with God. And if you don't do these things right, then God's going to be really ticked at you. Well, where does all that doctrine come from? It comes from people. It comes from man's interpretation of things. And the really good news is Jesus has set us free from that whole doctrinal system of darkness. He's overcome it. He's set us free. Not only do we not have to have sound doctrine, I've come to see we don't have any doctrine at all. Now, let me explain what I mean. Maybe the last episode that you guys heard, I talked about what I thought was one of the two most important verses in the Bible. That was Colossians 1.27. Here's how that verse reads, Colossians 1.26 and 27. Paul says, there's a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for everyone to experience. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory, and God wants everyone to know it. Now, to me, that's a 
foundational truth. Christ is in you all, the hope of glory. A doctrine would be something that says, well, uh, no, that's not exactly true. Christ isn't in all people, or Christ is only in some people, or Christ is only in the people who have done this or that or this or that or whatever we say you have to do to have Christ come in you. Those are all man-made constructs of trying to dilute what the truth of God is. Now, I call that a foundational verse, and there are several of those. Along with that, I want to point out that some of us like to eat meat and grain and vegetables that are preservative-free. Well, there was a study published in November 2007 in the publication called Lancet, and it found that a preservative called sodium benzoate may increase hypersensitivity, hyperactivity in children. It said other preservatives called sulfites cause adverse reactions in some people who are sensitive to them. It goes on to say that all the preservatives that are currently in use and approved in the United States are generally recognized as safe. And goes on to list a bunch of them. There are three kinds of acid, eight kinds of sodium or salt. There's sulfur and sulfate. And it goes on to say, I understand that in small amounts, these are not harmful. Uh, Certainly to some people, they are. It goes on to say preservatives must be listed on labels. So check the ingredient list before you purchase any processed food. Well, just like food, I'm thinking that doctrines (laughs) need to have something that says a label that says contain beliefs that are harmful to you. It can cause fear and depression, doubt and anxiety and ill health and mental health problems and uh, rejection of the only true God may even cause death. You know, sometimes on Facebook, when you make a politically charged post, Sometimes a thing will pop up and say, this post contains false or unverified information. I think that should come up whenever doctrines are posted. In my opinion, all doctrines should have a warning label. Now, this is a personal thing with me, not a right or wrong thing, but I have some very foundational verses to me in the Bible that that talk about primarily who God is and who we are. God is pure light with no trace of darkness. God is all good. God is grace. God is unconditional love. Jesus is the Savior of all people. All people are included. Grace is to all. And those to me are foundational verses that, at least in my understanding, in my opinion, those are not doctrines. Those are foundational statements of truth. And I just recently received what I would call fresh revelation, I didn't come up with that, uh, about what doctrine really is. Jesus and the New Testament scripture writers, especially Paul and John, have a huge focus on light compared to darkness. And I want to help us all see what darkness is and where darkness comes from how to recognize darkness, and then the really, really, really good news that has set us free from darkness. I want to uh, 
base this around some verses in the book of Colossians that Paul wrote. And this is Colossians 2, 1 to 10. And I'll, I'll give you some other variations from this. Paul says, I wish you could know how much I have struggled for you and for another church close to there and for the many other friends I've yet to meet. And that's how I feel about a lot of you, that I haven't got to meet yet, but you watch these videos and listen to the podcast and things. He says, I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ experience the revelation of God's great mystery. What we're all about with the Grace Restoration Team, which I'm a part of, is exposing darkness so that you all, so that your hearts can stay pure and you can access and experience the true, pure life of Christ. Verse 3, Paul says, Our spiritual wealth is in Christ, like hidden treasures waiting to be discovered, heaven's wisdom, and endless riches of revelation knowledge. See, we get fresh revelation knowledge daily. Doctrines, on the other hand, and all churches, almost all churches, we don't anymore, but most churches, and certainly all denominations and religious sects, S-E-C-T-S, have doctrines, doctrinal statements, statements of faith, and things like that. And they nail things down and say, okay, this is what it is. This is, these are non-negotiable. You have to agree with these or you can't be part of our group. And they go further to say that our group is right. And if you don't abide by these doctrines or these dogmas or this statement of faith, then you're in danger of hell and God's surely going to be really mad at you. (laughs) All right. The opposite of that is getting fresh revelation of God's great mystery, fresh revelation of knowledge every day, realizing that God is better and better and better than we thought even yesterday, that God doesn't exclude anyone, that he's included everyone, he's forgiven everyone, he's taken care of all of our sins, if you want to use that term, which really just negates the whole need for any doctrines. He goes on to say in verse 4 of Colossians 2, I want you to know this so that no one will come and lead you into error through their persuasive arguments and clever words. Now, this is from the Passion Translation, and the translator there, Brian Simmons, says this error would be the teaching that Jesus is not enough, adding something to the all-sufficiency of Christ. And that's exactly right. What that means is it's taking the truth about God and then adding something to it, making uh, uh, actually negating that verse or, or having an error. That's what the doctrinal system of darkness is. Any trace of darkness that limits or dilutes or negates God's pure perfect light and love and goodness and inclusion and acceptance of all people, anything that puts conditions on that or limits it or says it's not true for this person or that person or this group or or whatever, any of those, those are doctrines. They're false doctrines. And 
they are part of the doctrinal system of darkness. Verse 5, Paul says, even though I'm separated from you geographically, and again, I feel that way about you guys, you're all over the world watching this, my spirit is present there with you. And I'm overjoyed to see how disciplined and deeply committed you are because you have such a solid faith in Christ, the anointed one. Now, I've observed on our journey from darkness to light, sort of a pattern here, a progression. First, we start changing our doctrines. I had these set doctrines that I would go to the mat on. One of those was that you could lose your salvation. Like you could get saved, but then you could do something to become unsaved. That's a doctrine. Well, one of the first things that the Holy Spirit, the teacher in us, started showing me after I had become a pastor and had taught that was that, no, no, (laughs) you are then I thought the doctrine was once saved, always saved. You can't lose your salvation. Even that doctrine is not true. I suppose it depends on how you look at it. The fact that we know now that we have always been saved before the foundation of the world, before the beginning of time, Scripture says, we were saved. So there's no possibility of you being unsaved or not ever not being saved. Now, in 1 John 1, 5, John, he nets it out. He says, this is the essence. This is the summary of everything Jesus told us. God is pure light, and in him is not even a trace of darkness. Again, a trace of darkness, sometimes just a little trace, sometimes a great big thing, like you can lose your salvation. Those are doctrines. In our group, we no longer have any doctrines. No doctrines. No doctrines. We focus on the foundational truths, the things that Scripture and the teacher in us tells us that God is unconditional love for everyone. God is light. God is life. God is grace. God is truth. Jesus is the Savior of all. All are in Christ and all will always be in Christ. A doctrine is anything, any statement, teaching, belief that you have to clarify, put conditions on, limit any of these truths. In other words, I will tell people, I just go on the fact, the truth that God is love. And people who are part of the doctrinal system of darkness will say, well, yes, God is love. But after the but comes the doctrine, the doctrinal system of darkness. They'll say, yes, God is love, but he only loves you if. Or when, or he only loves this group of people, or he doesn't love that group of people, or you have to prove your love. See, all of those things are doctrine. All right. Verse six, Paul says, in the same way you received Jesus, our Lord and master, by the faith of Christ, continue your journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. How did we receive him? Well, we found out that he was already there by grace. Jesus, grace and truth, makes us free from the doctrinal system of darkness. And the fact that we're free from that is really, really, really good news because believing those things can make you neurotic. They can cause you to be depressed. They can cause you uh, to, to be worried, to doubt, to judge, all of those different things. 
Verse 7, Paul says, Your spiritual roots go deeply into Christ's life as you are continually infused with strength, encouraged in every way. God always encourages you, never discourages you, never judges you, never uh, puts you down, never condemns you. Paul says, You are established in the faith of Christ, and you have absorbed and been enriched by your devotion to Him. Verse 8, Be aware that no one distracts you or intimidate you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. That's called doctrine. You can get this, and you can know that God is love, and God is pure light with no trace of darkness, and God is good, and God has included you and everybody, and there are going to be people who try to distract you from that by pretending to be full of wisdom and have all these doctrines when really they're just filled with endless arguments of human logic. Paul goes on to say, they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system. When Paul was writing that, the mindset of the world system was the Jewish religion and the other religions that each little town or village had in areas that weren't Jewish. In Egypt, for example, they had the sun god and the moon god and the river god and a monkey god, all these different kinds of things. And they all had their doctrines. And the Jewish religion had all of their doctrines. They came from Moses, 613 of them. And then over the course of time, the Pharisees and the church leaders added another 2,000 doctrines that they had. And there are many unwritten doctrines in churches today. Here's one that, that I had when I was growing up. I was just taught this. It, it was a doctor. It wasn't written down. Never set anything on top of your Bible. Don't set another book, a cup of coffee, or a piece of paper or anything. Don't set it on top of your Bible because that offends God. That wasn't written down, probably, because anybody who read that would, would go, are you kidding me? But I believe that, and that's hard for me to get away from the, to this day because I was brought up thinking that. These people who go by doctrine operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truth of the anointed one. That is the doctrinal system of darkness as opposed to the anointed truth of Christ. Verse 9, he says, Christ is the complete fullness of deity living in human form, and our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. See, just that one statement does away with a whole bunch of doctrines that says, no, you don't have Christ in you at all. You've got to ask him to come in and then he can leave and he can come back and he can leave again and you, you only get a little bit. You know, we are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. And scripture says we have always been since before we even came to earth. Christ is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe, Scripture says. Now, I want to leave that Colossians Scripture for just a minute and go to another Scripture here. This is Ephesians 2, verse 1. It's a similar passage. Paul says this, God's fullness fills you, even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses, not knowing who God is, you and everybody else, missing the mark of who God is, who we are, who everybody is. He said, it wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion 
customs, and values of this world, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. The dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. But God still loved us with such great love, Paul says. He's so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. We didn't have anything to do with it. We were as good as dead. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. We are now co-seated as one with Christ. Friends, the dark ruler of the earthly realm is the doctrinal system of darkness. And we've been set free from that. What killed Jesus? The doctrinal system of darkness. Politicians and religious people who had their doctrines didn't like Jesus because Jesus was the total opposite of all of their doctrines. But thanks be to God, Jesus has overcome that darkness and set us free from it. See, before the, quote, fall, there was no darkness, there were no doctrines. Adam and Eve originated the doctrinal system of darkness. They thought, well, God loves us, but he's mad at us because of our behavior. He's separated from us. He's going to punish us. We're not right with him. Our performance determines our relationship with him. Now we have to do things to get right with him. All of those are lies. They're all doctrines. And then out of that came all the different concepts of gods and their doctrines. And then came Moses, who Jesus said didn't know God, who brought the Jewish doctrinal system of the law, which is darkness on steroids. And then, as I said before, they added another 2,000 to that. All right. The doctrinal system of darkness is what steals and kills and destroys our joy and our peace and, and the true light. John 1, verse 5 John says, the light, Jesus, shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, is not able to overcome it or put it out or even appropriate it and is unreceptive to it. Darkness thinks it's the truth, but Christ's light is the truth. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 22 to 24, the eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. If your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. See, if your heart is not clouded with all the doctrinal stuff, light floods in. But if your heart is clouded, your whole body will be full of darkness. And then the very light that's in you is darkened. And how dense is that darkness? Oh, man. But he says, if your eyes are focused on darkness, the light can't even penetrate it and darkness takes its place. So how profound will be the darkness within you if the light cannot enter if you're filled with doctrine, if you're basing your life, your relationship with God on any doctrine, if you believe that you're right with God because you believe or you adhere to or you keep this doctrine and others aren't because they don't, that's darkness. That's darkness. And Jesus goes on to say, you can't worship two gods at the same time. You'll love one and hate the other or hate the one and love the other. You can't worship the only true God and the doctrinal system of darkness God at the same time. Darkness hates the only true God. They killed him. Have you noticed how people, this may be you right now. This is a telltale thing. If you're getting real angry because your pet doctrines are being challenged, darkness 
hates the light. I've noticed when I tell people how good God really is, some people who hold on to their doctrines get mad. And they call you names and they separate from you. And they say that you're leading people astray. Well, the good news, the really good news for all time, for all mankind is Jesus has no doctrines. Jesus is good to all people, has accepted all people, has included all people. Jesus made us all right with God. There's nothing we have to do to get right with God. We're already right with God. There's nothing we can do to get God to love us more or less. We're all in. It's finished. It's a done deal. Jesus has defeated the darkness. So when somebody asks you, well, what doctrines do you believe? When somebody says, what does your church believe? They're really wanting to know, what are your doctrines? I hope you'll come to the point where you will know the truth and say, I believe God is good. God is love. God is grace. God has included everyone. God's pure love is for everyone. And that's all I need to know. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being with me today. I hope this has been encouraging to you. It has been to me. I'll see you next time on Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.